Welcome to the Midnight Train to Sleepy Hills. We hope you enjoy your ride. And we ask all guests to be aware of your surroundings. Because there is danger in Sleepy Hills. Additionally, we will be releasing new episodes weekly. So stay tuned and please like and subscribe. Now, back to our latest installment. As the mechanics walked with the cardboard box in tow, Billy's claws were attempting to dig through the steel flooring of the tool cart. His teeth clenched with such tension that a pair of sharp pliers would have not done much better. It wasn't until both mechanics left that garage that Billy took a full breath of air. Now it is the time to run back to Lucy thought Billy. The bigger challenge is how would he be able to convince Lucy to collect some of the information on this car? With great care, he slowly detached his claws from the mechanic's uniform. Placing his black furry paw on the cement floor, he gradually increased weight onto it and leaning forward, his rear legs failed to calibrate. Crashing forward, the cement floor became magnified as the full weight of his frame struck. The gray painted floor quickly turned into the ceiling as his world rocketed underneath him. Returning back to Margaret, Margaret must have reviewed the proposal over ten times. After all corrections were done, a looming concern that all of this could just fall through was still too hard to swallow. The conversation she had with Tony would have a way to resurface whenever she saw something that could be changed for the best. Great, she thought to herself. Is Tony just going to cancel this whole thing and come in here and tell me maybe this executive fast track is just not for me? In some ways, that seemed much easier than going through all this work just to fail, thought Margaret. As she wondered, was all this for nothing? Was she more concerned about failing or, or succeeding? She wasn't sure what to say about that to herself. All she knew was that the knocking startled her. Oh, you can come in, exclaimed Margaret, starting to suspect that it wasn't Tony after all. Usually he would just knock and then kind of barge in. Oh, Wendy, it's just you. A smile began to grow on Margaret's face. Wendy's beautiful blonde hair had a way to just shine. However, it was more than just that. 
She brought a sense of fun and playfulness wherever she went. The smile she brought into my office also happened to be contagious as well. Plopping herself down in the chair in front of me. Well, Margaret, I need to tell you that I met the hottest guy not too long ago. That sounds great, Margaret said. But could I invite you to join me and Bruce tonight to go to the bar fly? Sure, I would love to, but can I bring my new friend? I don't see why not, Margaret said, with a bit of curiosity in her tone. Great, I'm sure Max wouldn't mind coming out tonight. A double date sounds like a lot of fun, said Wendy, with a bit of excitement in her tone. Margaret thought for a moment. She should return back to her work. Yet, would reviewing the same proposal the eleventh time make that much of a difference? I met Max at the library a few weeks ago, and he has a really cool motorcycle. He also looks so handsome, too. Margaret could see that Wendy's cheeks began to slightly redden while she talked about this guy. Her smile tended to grow as she described about how fit, tall, and clean-cut Max was. Margaret shifted her focus back to Wendy and the amazing Max. Well, it sounds like tonight is going to be a whole lot of fun, exclaimed Margaret, returning a smile for a smile. So how are things going with you and Bruce, Wendy seemed to lean a bit closer to Margaret's desk. They're going as well as could be expected, said Margaret, with a matter-of-fact tone in her voice. What's wrong, Margaret? I get it that you want this executive position, but you can't let this place rule your life. This place is not ruling my life, Wendy. But it looks like that to me. We used to have lunches together for years. And I get it, that your workload has increased. That doesn't give you the excuse to not take some time to smell the roses. You are much more mature than you look, Margaret said, smiling at this vixen. You're probably right, Wendy. If I can get this big proposal approved, then maybe I can take that chill pill. Well, as not a practicing doctor, I would say that at a minimum, you need to take two of those chill pills, charmed in Wendy, with a glowing smile. Wendy leaned over and took my hand and gently squeezed it. I care about you. Thank you, Wendy. You're a true friend. But of course, friends don't let friends live their lives with a resting bitch face. Wendy said that with a slight wink, and the two women laughed as they looked at each other. Well, I do need to run, Margaret, because I need to buy myself a motorcycle helmet. Tonight should be memorable, for sure. Wendy left my office a bit brighter, as the door closed behind her, and she reluctantly returned her eyes to the computer. When Lucy realized the cat was missing. She had gotten to the part where she went to the dumpster to look at the bumper within. 
Although the cat didn't belong to her, there was something about the cat that she could not put her finger on. Lucy had to admit, she wasn't a cat person. However, the way that the cat listened to her and followed directions, it was also the way the cat acted at the church tree, shaking about and looking around as if it was reliving a horrible memory. Come to think of it, I cannot ever recall seeing a cat that acted like this one. The leaves of the tree in the park began to sway back and forth from a strong gust of wind. There across from the street, she spotted her black furry friend entering the automobile repair shop. Lifting her butt from the hard stone bench, she could hear the sound of her aching bones. I might be nuts, but I think I have found a new home for this little guy. With some renewed strength, she returned to the automobile repair shop to retrieve her new pet and see if she can spot the car who hit Billy last night. Her feet felt sore going from soft grass of the park to the asphalt. On the bright side, the noise from the shop seemed more subdued than her first trip. Creeping past the gated area, she returned to slowly moving behind one tower of tires for the next. The tan building had a double-wide entrance, and above that entrance read, Exit Only. The sound of an industrial fan could now be heard clearly because of her proximity to the rear. Exit. With some courage, Lucy peered into the shop. There, directly to her right side, there were four lifts on each side. And the bright yellow paint did a great job of them sticking out. The cement flooring had a faint gray color that could easily be repainted. It probably needed to be repainted, or at the very least some touch-up paint because there were scratches and skid marks and certain areas were even peeling. It looked like it was in a bit of disrepair. Behind her, there were four doors that would likely lead to the dealership showroom. To Lucy's relief, no one appeared to be in the shop. That's when she spotted him, the black cat laying on his back, looking up at the ceiling. Well, <laughs> maybe he really isn't that special after all, she concluded with a slight eye roll. Wait, is that what I think it is? The words escaped her lips when she noticed three cars at the end of the garage. It was the car to the far right the front end was damaged. 
with a few bad scratches across the hood. The cat seemed to just roll forward and started heading towards the car to the right. Well, I guess this is destiny, thought Lucy, as she walked quietly and closely against the wall to her far right. She made sure not to touch any of the toolboxes. As she walked by and progressed forward, she noticed the small tool cart that the cat was closest to. And as she walked by it, she made sure to stay as quiet as possible, following behind the cat. Billy wondered what he could do to convince Lucy to come. But he needed a better look at the car. The dented front end made him slightly uncomfortable of the night before. But finding the courage to not be so fearful was easier said than done. Coming to terms to what he had become needed to be done, and a bottle of Sky Vodka would be necessary tonight. But lacking fingers, that would appear to be a greater challenge than the current circumstances. Furthermore, finding the person who did this to him was much more helpful than a pity party with a bad hangover the next morning. It was while inspecting the dented hood, a pair of footsteps were emitting behind him. It made his hair stand on end and his tail was ready to stiffen up at any moment. With fear creeping back up inside him, he prepared his body to sprint. This was a fight or flight situation, and he knew what he was going to do. Fly all the way. As he stood there, he took a gent, a slow breath, and turning his head slowly back, a sigh left him. And above him was a smiling Lucy looking at him. Good job, little buddy, said Lucy with a beaming smile. Let's take some pictures and head back home. I think we've had enough excitement for one day, do not you? Lucy began to start searching her pockets. As she placed her hand in there, she kept dugging around and digging around, and then she found it. As she slowly pulled out her trusty flip phone, the cat seemed to be excited by the phone in her hand. It was almost as if the cat knew what she was going to do. And as she smiled at the cat and lifted up the phone, she thought to herself, have I found my partner?
partner in crime. And that concludes our episode for today on the midnight train to Sleepy Hills. Please stay tuned next week for our next episode and follow the journey of what occurs in the town of Sleepy Hills. Do you sleep well?